I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's episode is part two to my first interview with Gary Temple Bodley in episode number 31. The reason I wanted to bring on Gary again is because I'm currently a student in his Ascension Experience class, and it has transformed my life and the way I look at things in such a powerful way. I have followed his teachings through Joshua, who he channels for about two years now. It is so true. Words don't teach. You learn through experiences. In my life, I can look back and see all of the decisions based on fear that I made that weren't empowering or really didn't expand myself in this reality. Then I look back at my life and look at when I pushed past fear, listened to my intuition and trusted, said yes, and wow, that's when I saw the magic of expansion and why we are all really here. We are here to grow and expand. Well, as I sit here today, I am on week four of Gary's course, The Ascension Experience. And I can say that I have transformed the way I see the world and my reactions to things that I used to before see as wrong. When you begin to live with this awareness, life becomes so much more fun. It's almost like a game to me. Well, life is a game, but when you can see it that way, knowing everything is always working for you, not to you, that is where the magic happens and where we all desire to be living. Learning to live in alignment, which breeds clarity, allows me to trust that inner voice and know that's all I need to do. I don't need to seek out for others to answer. I just need to go within to hear the answer because it's always there. I want this for every one of you. I want you to see that each negative experience is something you attracted into your life to move up and learn from. There isn't a negative experience when you look at life with this perspective. You look at a negative experience as good, as a teacher, and to see if you have lessened your limiting belief around that subject by seeing how you act and how you feel. It's so powerful to live with this and know that we came here with limiting beliefs to sift and sort through life so we could find what we love and expand to the highest versions of ourselves. We are all one. We are love. And we are here to be love in every situation. It's not our job to change any situation we view as bad or negative. It's our job to love every situation and look at it from the higher perspective as God does. When you get to that place in life where you can do that, I am telling you, there is nothing more fulfilling or satisfying. It is pure heaven on earth. Before we get started, I wanted to remind you to sign up for my four-week free Magical Mindset Summer Camp. It's four Sundays 
in the summer, starting at the end of June. The link is in the show notes or just email me and I'll send you the information. I'm also starting a waiting list for my next Raising Confidence course. The link is in the show notes as well. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Enjoy this episode. I know you will love it. And this will be one that you want to share with your friends. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Please welcome Gary Temple Bodley to the show. Thank you, Gary, for being here twice. Part two. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) And I just, I, you know, I wanted to have you on again because I feel like I've evolved through learning through Joshua and yourself. And now being part of the Ascension experience that you just started and we're on week four. And I started realizing right before I sent you this message, like, I really need Gary to come on again, because I know that people that are in this class with me that I have attracted through me or my podcast to you have all messaged me, is your life different? Is, <laughs> is you know, or even listening to Abraham Hicks now, because those are people, I mean, we've listened to those, you know, for what, 30 years. Yeah. It, that's even different. Now yeah. it's like, I listen to her going, oh my gosh, I, I've listened to her my whole, you know, adult life. And now it's like, wow, it's really all coming together. It's so weird that when you get into this, new mindset or new approach to life where you no longer consider yourself a victim because a victim just means that other people and outside events can affect you, right? So you have no control. And you realize that you're the creator of all this, which you can't just do overnight. It takes this process to do it, right? right? But as you go through this process, you raise your vibration and the thing you get is clarity, And so when you listen to stuff that you, or read a book that you read before, you know, Mm -hmm. you see stuff you didn't see before. Now, how is that possible? I've read this book before. That wasn't in there. This is a different book, you know? Right. Totally. Abraham was never saying this stuff. What do you mean? This was from five years ago? That's impossible. Mm -hmm. How did I miss it? Right? And now you get it. And it's like, it was always there. I know. (laughs) But, you know, and I think of like living life and growing, you know, older and, you know, raising children and having like this thinking that you're, you know, leading on the right path and you're learning all these things. And then you came into my life because I attracted you. Right. right. Yep. So why, like when I think of what, there's like 80 people in this group and there's what, seven, 8 billion people in this world. Yeah. Why that's a part that, you know, when I get, go through, when we go through life now, four weeks under my belt as an ascension, ascension experience, student. And I look at life in this new way. And I think, gosh, there's only 80 people on this, what, you know, in this class. Why? Well, so there's people living in alignment, you know, in villages in Africa and all over the world who came for that experience, you know, and they're having a good life and they have a family and they enjoy their community and they're looking at everything from the higher perspective and they say, oh, this is a great way to live, you know, and they're, but most people are late, are like, I want to be that life or this, my life sucks. I want that, you know, I want, and so they're living in fear. So they can't get to where we are until they get to this level of acceptance, you know, Mm -hmm. so they have to come in and they have to explore that. And maybe they have a few more lifetimes of exploring that. We are on this leading edge of thought. So most people wouldn't be ready to consider what we're considering. So the 
So what we're considering is we're not victims. We're the creators. There's nothing really wrong. That's the illusion. Everything is really, really right. If you think, let's see if you agree with this idea that everything on earth is an expression of God. Yes. And God is love. So everything is an expression of love. Right. Well, well, if that's true, which we think that's true, then how could there be any wrong? If everything is an expression of love and God's perfect doesn't make mistakes, why do we think some things are wrong? And let's not talk about the obvious things like war and starvation, but let's talk about why did I get in an argument with my wife? You know, mm-hmm. she was wrong to say what she said, right? No, she wasn't. She, all she was doing is presenting me with fear based in my belief system. So something in my belief system is perceiving that she said something insulting. But she didn't say anything insulting. She just said what she said. That what she said had no meaning. It was neutral. I interpreted it as insulting. That means I have a limiting belief. So I can do two things. I can either try and change her and say, don't ever say that to me again. But that doesn't help me at all. Or I can say, what is it about me that took offense to that comment? It must be some limiting belief that I have picked up along the way when I was a kid, you know. And so let's look at that limiting belief and see if we can prove that that's false. Yes. And so just by doing that, you know, now you take ownership for everything oh, in your okay. reality and you say, it's not because things are good or bad. It's just that I either have a limiting belief or I don't. So I'm going to process that limiting belief and make it less intense. Now, when you do that, then you start to feel better. Right. When you understand that she had to say those words so that I could identify that limiting belief, so those words were actually a gift, then you feel better, right? And then that builds this momentum to feeling better, feeling better. Then you get into alignment, and then you start to get flooded with inspiration that may not look like what you think you want, right? Because, like, we have a whole bunch of actors in the Ascension experience, and they're all like, I don't want to act anymore. <laughs> you know? Oh, funny. Oh, really? I don't really? want a TV show anymore, oh, right? Huh. I want to do this stuff, you know? Oh, how funny. They're so focused on all that production in the industry to be famous and successful mm-hmm. that they weren't really focused on what they truly want. And what they truly want, it turns out, is to be these lighthouses of alignment, mm-hmm. right? These examples to the rest of humanity, that there's a way to live that's in pure joy. All you have to do is look at everything from a different perspective, see the truth in it, and stop seeing yourself as a victim. Well, most people aren't ready for that. Most people want to see themselves as a victim because they don't have to take responsibility for the lives that they live. Right. Because that would... If you took responsibility for the life you live, then you'd have to listen to that inspiration and push past all this fear to start a podcast, to write a book, to get in situations where you could be rejected or you could lose, you know? And so no one wants to do that yet, but when they start to see people like you who are living their soul's purpose and are living this life that's just full of exhilaration can't wait to get up in the morning to get going and where you say i wouldn't want to be anyone other than me in the whole world right Mm -hmm. that's that's the life that's been promised to us but it takes thought and it takes being able to push past fear right yeah so in in gary's life the last what seven years is when you have been doing this with joshua 
are you really keen in on your, like, are you, I know every we're human and we have our, the valleys and the mountains are getting to become more shallow. I have you? no, I have very few manifestation events. You do. So a manifestation event is any event where you feel negative emotion. Right. And if you were in the boot camp, the second week in the boot camp, we really start processing manifestation events with that form. Right. And so most people encounter a lot of them in the third week and they get hit blindsided with all these things. Right. And then when you get really good, you know, because you do that form enough times, then you start to do it mentally. Exactly. And then when you see something that you used to think was wrong happening, you say, oh, no, just a limiting belief. Let's see if I can find that limiting belief and prove it's false. And you get it in the thought process. So, yeah, I have hardly anything ever, ever. It's very smooth. So my life now is best relationship I've ever had with zero arguments ever, ever. No fights, never had a fight, never had an argument, never had a crossword, never had a cross look, right? People always say that, you know, you've never had an argument. No, we've never had an argument because if we did, we'd laugh. Right. We know we're, you know, we're both in this work. Tracy was in years ago and she understands that if she, if I'm triggering some fear in her and she's getting upset, she realizes it's not me, it's her. Right. right. Which, is, I love which that. is great for a relationship. And same with oh, me. Yeah. Yes. I mean, now with Richard, even I watch, he'll say something just from being the last four weeks. I mean, we don't really, we're not really one of those couples. We don't fight. It's very flat line. You know, it doesn't, but yeah, there's things that go, oh my gosh, you know, we both, you know, there's those limiting beliefs. So now with the, this whole Ascension experience behind me, I'm like, oh my gosh, she comes in. I go, oh yeah, of course. I get it. I get the no argument. You know, I get the, now that you and Tracy, I understand that it's so evident when you realize that what, I mean, even the littlest thing, I was picking up my dog from the groomer the other day and the lady, I was waiting in line to pay, but all these people kept coming in and she was, was ignoring me and my dog's jumping on the counter and getting all the treats out of the thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this lady, like, I, and I started going, wait, Ashley, this normal before Ascension. I mean, to think I've been, the thing that also before I go there is words don't teach, experience does. Which you so, never think, but that makes oh the most sense, gosh, right? It does. So being in this class and, you know, doing the manifestation event forms and, you know, doing the plots and being, having a partner and, you know, really being accountable and being part of Joshua, you know, listening to, oh, and listening to Jessica, that's another whole level. But, you know, you're like, you sit here at this, in this situation where normally I would be like, oh, this late, you know, have all the words going in my head. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, what is she? She doesn't see me. Doesn't she see this dog? It's like running around and, you know, but I finally, it was my turn. And I thought, no, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, maybe I needed a few more seconds before I got in my car. I don't know. Yeah. And I you was like, no, yeah. but, oh, just that little event the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting good. <laughs> what I like is noticing those thoughts of fear, right? Yes. Gee, they've been paying attention to me. My dog's going to probably knock something off the counter. You know, he's eating all the treats. What will they think? Well, that's, those thoughts are so normal. And you say, okay, well, that's because I'm seeing the situation is wrong. Those thoughts have to come. You right. know? And, totally. the, and then you have the urge. I need to say something or wave my hand. Right. And right. you say, no, no, that's just an urge to control this situation. 
It doesn't need to be controlled. It's all going to work out perfectly. And so you stop yourself from acting on these urges. It's like, what? I don't have to act. And then you get this, then you get into alignment and then you get this inspiration. Right. And it's like, of course, you'll have doubt when that inspired idea comes, but you'll know where that doubt's coming from. And you say, no, no, I had the inspiration. I'm going to do it. We had our, one of the people in the Ascension program is, and she was also in the boot camp too. We happened to meet in our town and she's become great friends oh, with us. Fun. And so she had gone through this divorce, but she had still kept ownership of this boat. And this boat was just tying her to ex-husband. And she's like, I'm going to get rid of these ties, right? And she had a lot of manifestation events around money and victimhood and stuff. And she worked past all those. And she ended up selling this house and then making this money and getting this new job, getting this new boyfriend, everything turned around, right? And this new job is fantastic and making tons of money. And so she has this inspiration just to sign off the boat and write this nice note and mail it to him and said, I don't need any money. You have the boat. Enjoy it, right? And she said, the the version of her that would exist before all this would say, no, I got to get my $5,000 equity that I have in the boat, and he needs to pay me, or we're selling it, or we're going to a lawyer. Well, that's all those thoughts of fear. She had that inspiration. Those thoughts still came up, and she said, no, no, no. I'm going to just sign it off. I'm abundant. Here it is. Now, that way of thinking isn't available to people who view themselves as victims. Right, right. Right. And and all that does is tie you into this situation that is part of your past that you resent and doesn't feel good and makes you feel like a victim. And you say to yourself, that's my $5,000. So you're thinking about me, right? Instead of yep. the overall good and right. not that you're abundant, that you actually yep. need that. And, you know, who's going to say they shouldn't have that $5,000? Like her mother would say it, her daughter would say it. No, that mom, that's yours. Because they're looking at life from this lens of victimhood. Right. Lack. Yes. And that's another thing that I love it, that I've learned is everything is perfect. Just like the first words that came out of you from Joshua, right? The first words and, and in abundance or, you know, money or anything, it's always, you look back at your life, everything's always perfect. It's all worked out. You know, we're, we're right here. Like all the stress people put on the, the financial part and, you know, by, you know, all the things that you listen, I listen to people asking questions, but you think, gosh, what a feeling, what a release in life when you understand that it's all perfect, yeah. you know, and there is nothing to like the $5,000, like, oh my gosh, no, you know, what is that to you? You know, like yeah. there, take it. Yeah, that need for the $5,000 is just you holding on to your own limitations. Right. Right. Instead of saying, no, it'll come when I need it to do whatever I need to do. And then it does come. And you look back and you're like, this is amazing. Right. But you know, when you, in your life and your past, when you had all the real estate and you had to have all the material things, you know, there's a lot of people that, that live that way, you know, and that's their identity or that's who, what they you know, what they want in this life is the houses and the boats and the material things. When you realize that it's not about that, but you start living in this mindset that it's all good, it's all perfect. Don't you see that all that other, it it still comes because you're just like that, right? It's so interesting because back in those days, so I was trying to prove myself worthy through making money and accumulating all those things and looking like a big shot and having employees and all that. 
And so I amassed this huge fortune. We lived in the house on the water with a boat and cars and all that stuff and two houses and, and vacations and all this stuff, right? And we never went on the boat because, really, frankly, it was boring. You know, after you've gone <laughs> up and down quite a bit, you're, all you're doing is drinking and going up and down looking at houses. Right. So, <laughs> so that all went away, thank God. So I lost everything in 2008. And at the time, I was like sort of devastated, but sort of, you know, no stress anymore. So it was Right, nice. relieved. Yeah. And then, then started focusing on what I was passionate about. And then Joshua came through in 2013 and then started writing, plus playing poker, plus renovating houses and having fun and being working for myself, by myself for the first time ever. Hmm. Always had these, right out of college, I had a business. So it kept going from there. And then, then started implementing these things that I was learning and just started having more fun and doing what I was passionate about and, and connecting people. And then all the money came back. Right. And then I found this house, renovated the house, and just everything came together. And then have this satisfying life. Because the other life was what we're programmed to do, but it wasn't satisfying. And all my rich friends, we would sit around at parties and going, what are we going to do that's satisfying? You know, right. we would go to these charity things, but it was ridiculous because you'd pay $5,000 for a table and the charity would get like 1% of the thing because it was so right. expensive, you know? Right. Yeah. So no, there's a um, cool article that Joshua wrote called How to Play the Game of Life. And mm-hmm. when people start this game, they look around and try and figure out how to play it. And so it so what they do is look to other people who are playing the game. Well, a bunch of people are playing the game are accumulating trinkets, you know, and these people have all these trinkets. Mm-hmm. And so for the new player, it looks like trinket accumulation is the way to play it. But then there's all these advanced players who are actually creating real things within the game, like experiences and connection, and they have true power, and they don't care about the trinkets. But the trinkets come anyway, you know. It's just a side effect of living this life as the creator of your reality, adding love into your reality, you know. Right. Yeah. And, you know, to know that it's all love. Everything is love. And I love that episode. It was all love. and you know, I, to be in that place and always be knowing that it's all love and I am love. I, that's all I am is love, but we came to experience the contrast because we need to expand. We need that expansion, right? We chose to come here. So then I'm, I'm going through the paperwork and learning when you talk about getting into alignment to get to clarity versus clarity goes, gets you into alignment. Talk about the that way, because I is it the same? Well, it's a momentum. So the more you start to understand who you are and how the system works, and when you realize that everything's love, but why don't you see it as love? Why do you see it as wrong? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's only because you're looking at it from the illusion. Something because you're taking it from your limited perspective. You're down here. It's a human being. You're just seeing what, how, it, how it seems to affect you. Right. And so at that very limited scale, it's all about this fear that you feel and you want to control that feeling of fear. So you are always worried about how you were treated in the past and what's going to happen in the future and how people are treating you now. And you're trying to protect yourself from negative emotion. 
then you start to realize that all of this is just leading you. That's just the illusion and it's there on purpose. And so it's causing you to listen to podcasts like this or read books or listen to Abraham, right? The reason anyone's finding this podcast is because they've created this desire to get them out of this illusion. They don't know it yet, but that's what's happening. Hmm. And so they're receptive to this information, this information because it is resonates with who they truly are. They couldn't be here if they were a complete cynic. They would never find us. Their limiting beliefs would be too tight. Got but it. something about their pre-birth intentions, there's this thing in their vibration that's calling them to this information and Joshua and all these, and Abraham and everyone. And so, but they come from this perspective that they're a victim. And this is why people listen to Abraham for a long time get stuck. I call it, they get stuck in the law of attraction because they're now thinking more positively. Right. They're focusing on what they prefer. They're turning their attention away from what they don't prefer, but they're, you know, but they still, the stuff they think is wrong. That's the next evolution, right? You have to go back and say, okay, if everything's love, this can't be wrong. Why am I looking at it? It's like this wrong. I have this perspective that's stuck down here. And it's because of these limiting beliefs that I adopted along the way. Then you start processing those limiting beliefs and you have this like aha moment after aha moment where, you know, of course it's the illusion, but mm-hmm. when you're in the illusion, that's all. It's like being a fish in the ocean, and someone says, "Where's the water?" Right. I don't know. You know, right, right. <laughs> I'm totally. living in it, right? Yeah. And so they, so for in my case, I was like, I had this limiting beliefs about worthiness, and so I tried to be successful in business to prove my worthiness, right. and never did. I never. I mean, you know, at one point we went splurged at the Four Seasons, and I'm like all right, I'm going to get in the four seasons and they're going to treat me like a millionaire. But they treat me like total dog crap because compared to everyone who really goes in there, I was, oh, you know? <laughs> That's funny. So you never, you never get what you think you're going to get by living life and as you were told to live it, right? Right. It has to be on your terms. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, as a mom, you know, the, there was one part of the learning. It was, a, you talked about bully, Right. And I've always been the mama bear, but, you know, you know, looking back at how I reacted and, oh, you're not going to mess with my kid, you know, and, oh no. And so right before I started this um, class with you, this whole thing with Paige, it was like, oh my gosh, how dare they treat you this way? And it was terrible. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have a talk with this girl. She's in my carpool. I'm going to ready to just tell her she can't treat people like this. And I was so built up. It woke me up at three in the morning, wait, you know, like reciting what I was going to say. And then that day I, I thought, wait, I'm not going to say anything. It's perfect. But I didn't have it in that. I had a little bit of Joshua in there, but uh-huh. I hadn't had the Ascension experience in the manifestation forms yet. But if I had, it wouldn't have even been, but gosh, and that she attracted that to her to learn. And that is the part as a mom that I, if people could understand that is that, or even the people that I'm working with, these people that are, have illnesses or can't have insomnia and, and all these, and it talks about it and all the things and all, you know, the victim. And I thought you attracted that to you. That was part of your experience. And now look at it as the gift and a lesson. And look at it now; it's going to dissipate because you're going to acknowledge it as love and a gift, right? 
So all of those little things that you look at as wrong are a gift and then look at it. And then all of a sudden your vibration raises and next time it's going to be, it'll still be there and always will be there. Your limiting beliefs, the, just the magnitude of it. Yeah. The intensity of it is diffused. Right. Right. So your daughter attracted this experience of being bullied that we call a manifestation event because there's something in her vibration that is limiting. It's a belief about herself. Nobody has the awareness of who they truly are until they have enough of these experiences and they have this awakening moment and they realize who they truly are. So we all have to come in with these adopt these limiting beliefs along the way, or even bring them in with us. You know, mm-hmm. it, uh, there was a experiment about, they took these mice and every time they smelled this cherry blossom, they would shock the mice. So the mice became really horrified with the smell of cherry blossoms. And then the offspring were born and the offspring had the same thing, even though they never had the experience of being shocked. Oh, wow. So we carry these beliefs in with yeah, us cool. from, you know, past, uh, you know, from whatever past generations or it's called family trauma or something and, or generational trauma, something like that. So we have these limiting beliefs we adopt when we're here and ones that we bring in with us, but those are part of our trajectory. So if you have this experience where you're being bullied in school and that experience isn't just that day, it's like, what happens? How do you interact with that bully tomorrow and next year? And the year after Mm -hmm. that, you know, and your relationship to yourself being perceived as a victim or smaller than someone who's bigger or that they could inflict pain. Well, we all have to have that experience in some way or another. And if you're, as a parent, you iron out these experiences for your kid, Mm -hmm. well, that doesn't serve them, right? You rob them of these gifts and they will have to get these experiences later on in life anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to sit there you. and watch it. Though, it is it? hard. <laughs> and also like Kelly's my partner in this. And she kept saying, Ashley, I'm trying to figure out now understanding this teaching when you're a parent, you know, how do you, you know, I'm t- always telling, you know, her son, you know, you're being mean to your sister or I'm taking your phone away. And, oh, he just, he, he just gets under my skin. I said, well, whatever he is, or if he's lying or something, then it's what you it's a reflection. It's a mirror, right? Like what he, it's what a he reflection of what you think is wrong. Okay. So if he does something that you feel negative emotion, whatever he's doing, it, it's neutral, but you are judging it as wrong because there's some, something in the limiting beliefs that says that behavior is wrong. Right. And it may be wrong. You know, you don't have to fix everything or accept everything, but if you can think about it, all right, mm-hmm. why is this really bothering me? He's fighting with his sister. There's a lot of noise. She's crying. It's irritating, right? I want to put a stop to this. Well, that's that urge to control conditions. But what happens if you could just allow them to be and accept them, truly accept them, you know? And Joshua was talking about this today when Chris was talking about her baby is she was asking, how does Joshua view us in our everyday life? And Joshua was saying the same way you look at that baby, that baby gets you know hungry and cries a little bit, and you know you don't think it's bad or wrong. You're just there to support it in whatever it needs, and that's how Joshua looks at us. So 
as a parent, if the more you can allow them to be and understand that you don't have to enforce every limiting belief that you have upon them because they'll get whatever they need from others. You know, you don't have to sit there and say, look both ways before you cross the street. Every time they cross the street, right. other people will do that. They'll figure that out. Right. You know, yeah, but just, now you're given this fear of the street. You're imposing the street. Now that's not wrong or bad either. It's just that if you think about how this all works together, the more acceptance you can add into every area of your life, the more love you're adding into your reality. And you will see that it actually shifts for you. Yes. Without even doing anything. Yeah. Without doing anything. Yeah. When Jessica on our coaching call the other day, we were talking about, she was talking about walk, you know, crossing the street and she was driving and how this little boy went across, went right, didn't even look both ways. And he just trusts because from this young age, like they trust, they, they're not going (laughs) to, and she goes, I'm not the saying that you don't have to look both ways, but he just showed me something that I was, it was something that she was attracting at that time. And she realized it, that she was fearing something, but it was, it's just interesting also because listening to Jessica, she's been in the boot camp for two years and she talks about where she was and now where she is now. I mean, for when she teaches, it's, you know, it's interesting to hear even where she's learned, you know, her, the death is an illusion. And we were talking about that and I, I understand it's an illusion. Will you describe it better? Because I, I know life, it, it is an illusion. This is an illusion. Yeah. So physical reality is the illusion. This is the simulation. We're here on a platform of discovery. We can do whatever we want to do here, and but it's all an expansive experience. So with every experience, we grow. And not just us, but all that is. So this sounds really esoteric. But from our perspective, we believe it's real because we don't know anything else. There's no way to know what's on the other side. Right. So our beliefs are inherently limiting when it comes to death, because from our perspective, we lose that person. Right. So when they die, we really feel bad. When we die, we don't know how we're going to feel. So we only imagine, is it just black nothingness? Is it heaven? What's heaven like? All that. But we're, what we've learned from Joshua and every single other channel, it's universal. There's not one channel who disagrees with any of this, Right you return to the non-physical. The non-physical is your life. This is like a dream. Okay. And when we wake up in the morning, we're, we don't mourn our yesterday version or the dream version that we're in. We're like, okay, this is another experience. We think we're alive. If we had all the information, we'd fear death less. So people who have had near-death experiences universally do not fear death. Right. They know what's on the other side. And if doctors try and say, well, that's just some hallucination you had because you had low blood in your brain, right. they say, no, I know what this experience was. And I know what everyone said in the operating room. I know what everyone was thinking. I went down the hall and through a door. I know what's behind that door, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know that I was in the helicopter and we landed. It's amazing. You watch a few of these things. And you're yes, like, I know. I've done yeah. that. I've gone down that road. I've yeah. been into that. And I've had yeah. a few people on the podcast. And it's just fascinating to me. But, you know, you think of, I always, because my dad passed away two days after Paige was born. So, you know, it was like I had a birth and a death. Like mm-hmm. It was hard to mourn. And I was, you know, it's like all the things. But learning this now has really opened my mind. And I've always talked to him or looked for signs. Even today, I was thinking about you and it, when I was getting running the dogs. And 
all of a sudden I'm thinking about our interview and I'm thinking about having our Joshua call. And I thought, dad, I want you to, you know, be there with us. And all of a sudden this hummingbird came, you know, right in the middle, look like right in the middle of the street. And I thought just those little signs. I mean, I do the number of things all the time, like one, 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 or what, yeah. you know, but you know, to know, have that feeling living here, knowing that this is an illusion and knowing that that death is just another realm of energy because we're all energy and they're just a different form of energy. That's just, it's just without the illusion. So without, out fear. So we return to the non-physical. There is nothing to fear. We're eternal. We can't be harmed. We don't have bodies. You know, we're energy. There's nothing to fear. We have way more information. We understand more. We know who each other is. So like in this life right now, you think, okay, it's just a coincidence that I met my friend, met my husband, you know, it could have been anyone, right? But when you return to the non-physical, you say, oh my God, I can't believe that was you the whole yeah. time, you know? Right. We'll know so much more. So it's this, we have a lack of information here, which, you know, you can, it's obvious to see that humans crave knowledge. And mm-hmm. so we're very curious and we want more knowledge because that is who we are. So everything in our experience of being human, even conversations with friends is all in this, you know, path towards greater knowledge. Right. Yeah. So what does that mean? It means that we don't know anything yet. And so we're evolving to greater levels of knowledge. And so we evolve and we create this form of communication and podcasts and YouTube and all that stuff. And now we have access to people who've had near death experiences. How about all those kids that can remember their past lives. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? There's being yes. studied in universities, you know, hundreds and hundreds of verified cases where they wow. identified who they were before and knew things and knew huh. the layouts of the town. Wow. Just read an amazing article in the 20s. This woman went in India as a child knew who she was. And usually it goes away when you're three or four years old, but she knew who she was and she kept telling her parents, you know, who she was and how she died and who she was married to and all these things. Oh and a family God. friend, it was in a town that happened to be like 100 miles away. So the family friend was in that town and looked up the husband who was still alive and brought them over to the house, not saying who these people were. And not only did the girl recognize her husband, but also he recognized her. Oh, my gosh. And they just burst into this emotion, you know, because there was something in this connection, you know. And then there was a 60 Minutes one about the boy who remembered being shot down by the Japs in World War II, found his sister, found his trunk, identified the toys that were in the trunk, you know. No, I have not heard that. It's a 60 Minutes. uh, Told the mother the type of plane, the type, the, the name of the boat, other friends that were on the boat, all verifiable, you know, huh. and he's four years old. And uh, says, what's the science? What are they saying that these kids are doing? Why is that happening? Well, it's always been happening, except no one's paid attention to it, you know, and now we have the internet and we can see all these different stories. And so it piques researchers' interest. And so they start investigating and finding out all these things. One of the most interesting things is any of these kids who remembers their past lives who were killed in some accident or somehow, somehow that was traumatic, has a birthmark exactly where the wound was. Oh, my gosh. Every one of them. 
<laughs> huh. Wow. Yeah. So uh, all these clues are out there. Right. And we're just trying to put these puzzle pieces together. The thing that really is interesting to me is, is that Abraham's been on for 30 years. She gets in front of a crowd. She channels Abraham. And there hasn't been one contradictory remark in 30 years. Right. Joshua's the same thing. All these books, all these articles, all these hours and hours of podcasts, not one contradictory thing. Not just in Joshua, but between Joshua and Abraham. Mm-hmm. Then you bring in any other channel. Not one contradictory thing of any other channel. It all yeah. does it in a different way, but all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. No one says, everyone goes to heaven. And then another one says, well, some people do and some people don't. No, they right. all say everyone goes to heaven, even Hitler. That was a, another Joshua article. Right. Can you imagine getting up in front of a crowd of, I went to Amsterdam to see Abraham in 2019. There were, I counted 3,000 people there. There were six sections of 500 in this big auditorium in Amsterdam. She, can you imagine getting up in front of those people, not having a clue what you're going to say? Right. And then just talking for three hours for two days. Right. No. Who could do that? I know. Right. There's something to this thing. Yes, for sure. Yeah. You know, you had Aaron Worley. I listened to your Joshua Roundtable and then called, got a hold of her and she came on the podcast a couple months ago. And she talks about, you know, so I was thinking about her mind. Like she doesn't believe that her inner voice, her Joshua is outside of her. She looks at it as it's her, yes. right? Her inner yeah. voice, her intuition. Yeah. Yeah. What, how do you decide, how does that decipher between you saying that is Joshua is not, do you look at Joshua as not you? Do you yeah. look at it as something coming through you? Yeah. Joshua is a group of non-physical teachers. It's not me. Abraham's a group of non-physical teachers. It's not Esther. But everyone has their inner self and their inner voice. And everyone can connect to that inner voice and channel their inner voice at their own level. Everyone can do it. You know, there's brilliant people who are channeling themselves, like Teal Swan. Teal Swan doesn't channel anyone else, but she's completely spot on on all this stuff too. Mm -hmm. Just this is what she's getting, you know. And so in my case and in Esther's case, this is something we came to do. And so it's like we have some ability to do it on this level to, to disassociate it with it. But it's always there, so I can always access it. It's not, but, but when before channeling, I will concentrate and just get in, you know, a moment of focusing and bring it in. But it's like being in the flow state. And, and I can keep it going for you know an hour, an hour and a half, that sort of thing, and then take a break. But everyone can automatic write. Mm-hmm. Everyone can talk, ask questions to their inner self and get the answers. And that is even better than asking Joshua because it's, it's Joshua will explain it through me in a way that is general enough because if it's too specific, I get nervous, right? Hmm, what okay. if I say the wrong thing, you know? Right. But if it's for yourself, you can automatically, you can ask a question and just write down the answer. And, and by the end of the alignment segment, everyone will be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting better, right? I'm definitely noticing that for sure. Like yeah. really tuning in yeah. and almost where I, I almost know exactly, like I'll have a person on my 
um, pot interview and I know what she's thinking about me. Yes. I know exactly the, the, and I think, oh my gosh. And I'm, and then I kind of think I get kind of overwhelmed and I'm like, I know exactly what she's thinking. And I, so I get off of that interview after we finish, and I thought that's so cool that I always have had that, but to right. be, have that, the heightened awareness now to know and to really be listening and thinking and vo- focusing in that. Right. Exactly. So that's our ability. We all have that ability to be able to communicate through thoughts. Mm-hmm. People think reading minds is, well, then they're going to go in the back recesses of my mind and find something private about me and all that. No, it's just like communicating. You send out a thought, they send back a thought, that sort of thing. So I've had lots of it with Tracy all the time. I'll ask her if she wants something before she asks me. She goes, oh, huh. I'm just going to ask you that. I know and so that. it comes in a flash, but you know, when, you, when we're taught to believe that's impossible, and so we always come up with these excuses when those times we're able to do it. Mm-hmm. And we're not really focusing on doing it, but I was in a crowd in Savannah a little while ago, and I walked by this woman, and I knew exactly what she was thinking. It was so interesting, you know, but I was in that zone. I was really present in the moment. I was curious and, and and I was just paying attention to the crowds and she locked eyes with me and I knew exactly what she was thinking. Uh I do that in the grocery store. Now I'm in line and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, okay, um, let's see, Ashley, let's tune in. (laughs) One of my friends is in the boot camp, my hair girl, and we were talking about you the other day and how she's shifted. Oh my gosh. And how she can't get over it. It's kind of, it's so much more fun getting your hair done. Cause we have something to talk about. If we've grown, she's like, look at us the last five years. Could you imagine like what we talked about then versus now? Like, Oh, my husband, Oh, this. And she's like, now it's like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I, you know, and I said, when I said, well, what should I ask Joshua when I, she's like, well, do you think he lived? Does, is there dark entities? There's darkness. Well, the darkness can only come from a limited perspective based in fear, right? If everything is love, there is no darkness. Right. So everyone will go to the extreme and say, well, then was Hitler evil? Well, from Hitler's perspective, he was just abiding by his belief systems in a whole bunch of fear and was receiving urges to change the conditions. And a lot of people were feeling the same way. So it was connected to this Conscious, mass consciousness. So you've got victims, you've got oppressors, you've got everyone interacting together. But, and there was stuff that we wouldn't want to experience, of course. And from a limited perspective, you say, well, no one had any choice in it. But of course, we know that lots of people were able to get out of the area. But then in the aftermath of that, we can see great love has moved in. So completely shift in the way Germans think complete shift in the way people think about Jewish people, Mm -hmm. much more equality, you know, much more tolerance, of course. But from our perspective, when we think about the past, we place everyone we know in our perspective of our worldview back into 1920s Germany. Well, 1920s Germany was a completely different mindset. Right. And a belief system was completely different. A whole bunch more of hierarchy, I'm better than you, separation. Germany literally was this, wanted to be this self-sufficient walled off thing because what they were doing is inner, they were starting to do a lot more trade with other areas and were realizing that they were 
not producing enough food and had gone through this famine and depression and were getting very worried about that. So Hitler's idea was to be self-sufficient and make enough food for the people. But the only way they could do that was to expand to the east and take over farmland that they didn't have enough of. So that's how it all started from this, we, from this fear, we have to protect ourselves. Turns out that in the poison that was created in the gas chambers was actually an invention to add nitrogen into f- soil to make it multitudes more, huh. more uh, fertile. Huh. And, but they were in the middle of this whole thing too. And they just, this, and the guy who invented it happened to be Jewish. And he ended up inventing the gas as well. It just changed one thing and it, that turned into the gas. So it's like all this stuff happens, but we don't, we only know a tiny fraction of it. So mm-hmm. our, that's how our perspective is limited, right? right? So there's no evil, essentially. It's just, are you acting in fear or are you acting in love? Right. It's always that. Always. You know, when you think of things that catastrophic events that happen, you know, the 9-11 and, you know, they chose to be there. They chose that in their life. That's in their blueprint, right? Is that how you see that? It's it's part of the agreement, the pre-birth agreement, but they could have changed that agreement at any time. Okay. And that's you know, the free will. That's free will, right. And so you would say, well, my inner self is like inspiring me to go to the, to work in the trade center on 9-11. That doesn't seem like, you know, that's in my best interest. Mm-hmm. But this event also added to what's happening to move consciousness forward. Right. You know, this whole thing of constantly terrorizing our enemies in far off lands is just making more enemies. Right. Right. I mean, when you get slapped in the face, you got to think, well, either this guy's a jerk or I did something, you know? Right. So it gives people the opportunity to say, you know, what are we doing in the world that people would be so hateful to do something like this? And on the other side of that is all the love that poured out for the firemen and the police, you know, mm-hmm. not just there, but all over the world, you know, right. all the support for that. So there's all this love always pours in. Same is, you know, there were a lot of gay bar, the one in Orlando, That, you know, so the gay community, there's a lot of love poured into that. So there's more equality, 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 and less separation. So all these events add into that. So it was interesting. We were talking about this the other day, but like in the 70s, there are all these serial killers. Mm -hmm. And then the 80s and 90s are all these school shootings, right? And then it went, but no serial killers. And then it goes into all these terrorist things, right? And then now we're having... You know, we've had some some different virus things going all through the 2000s, and now we have this virus thing, right? Yeah. So it's all this stuff is moving us towards greater levels of consciousness because we're saying we're asking these questions, right? Yeah. You know, you, I look at I have interviewed a few people that say like we're ascending and we chose to come to this like we're like powerful souls that decided yes. we're going to come to 2020 and that's going to be this shift and this whole we're going to transform into this new level of consciousness. And we're, we won't even probably be here when it gets to the place where it's going to be right. Like, like the age of Aquarius has been said or right. I think we are here early. We're we're here to blaze new trails. I I think about all the books and all the podcasts and all the videos are going to be here. You know, people are going to find them 
you know, like I'm finding Alan Watts for the first time, you know, oh, Alan yeah. Watts is in the seventies and eighties or sixties, whatever. And never even knew he existed. And, mm-hmm. and that's, this stuff is amazing. And it was there then, you know? Right. Right. And so I keep saying, I keep teasing that this is going to be, this house is going to be the museum and there's a little <laughs> building across the street and I'm going to, that's going to be the gift shop. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and people are going to be like, Oh, what would it have been like to be here in right? 2020 <laughs> when Gary and Tracy and all the friends were there and they're having the events and stuff. Yeah. Right. No kidding. Do you think, so when we go back and we, move on to we die and we choose because we're we want to learn more but i know you say also like some people just say no this is fine i'll just be joshua Uh, joshua doesn't choose to come back although right yeah so i had an experience where there's nothing going on in the non-physical nothing's happening right Right. there's no way to have a conversation because we both know everything yeah so we're nothing to talk about right yeah. So we want to come back because it's fun. These right. conversations are not going to happen in the non-physical, right? Right. Things happen here and we react to them or create them, which to us is amazing. But in the non-physical, we snap our fingers and create anything and it won't mean anything. To us, this has meaning. Right. And so this is why it's here. And so we're interested from the physical and the non-physical in the evolution of man towards more love. So we'll pop back in and we'll take lives, you know, come into these lives and we'll be doing similar things in the future. Hmm. And then maybe we'll listen to each other's podcasts, you know, from the, we'll find them in the vault somewhere. Right. And we'll say, Hey, have you heard about Ashley and what Ashley did and all these things? And, right. and have you heard about what Gary did and all these things? And like, Oh, it's amazing. And then there'll be, maybe we'll be doing it again that way. Right. I happen to think that, we're all in the family of teachers. We are here to teach. And this is what gives us joy. And we'll continue to do stuff like that. Right. So you're just saying that. So do you picture like when we die, it's so quick that we're in that other place that we just come back into? Or do we wait for the rest of our soul pod to die? And then we just figure out who's going to be the mom, who's going to be the dad, who's going to be the sister? I think the universe takes care of all that. So I think we set intentions. And then we just come in and say, okay, this is how it is, you know? Right. And we don't really are aware of it. Our inner self, who remains non-physically focused, understands how it's all working out. But if you think about, do you wait? Well, time only exists in the physical. There's no time in the non-physical, right? I know. Yes. So what happens is you're just there, and then you're here. And then you're here, and then you're there, you know? I know. Yeah. So Eternally. Yes, it's yeah. eternal. Yeah. I know we're getting to the end. I almost done. So let me give you this funny story. So my dad passes away. Before he passed away, he gave me this picture of I always have had golden retrievers. And it was really it's like an artist had drew, drew it. And I, I have kept it with me and I have it at this house. And I, my, the guy that was putting the pictures up, I had it in the laundry room because it was like this little narrow thing. I said, oh, look at it. Remind me of my dad because he you know, was probably one of the last gifts he gave me. Well, my dog passes away two years ago on the steps out of nowhere, the Hudson and the girls, we, he has a brother, Harley. So Harley needed a brother. He was used to partner. And I thought we need to find another dog. So we go with on this search. And that week we find another dog. We bring, call him Hercules. He comes and he's now almost two. And I looked at, I was folding clothes and I looked at that picture and I said, 
this is what I'm trying to do with my intuition. I said, oh my gosh, that's Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I made, created the story. My dad sent me that picture when he was alive to say in 2021, when you look at that picture and Hercules came to you, I'm going to be part of my soul because it's you can be part of our energy isn't all in this body. It's still in the other, right? Right. Yep. So I made up the story that part I say, there's my dad and Hercules. Part of him is in there. And he was showing me a sign that I gave you this. So when you see this next time and you notice that like exactly like Hercules, that I'm yeah. in him and I'm part yeah. of your life. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like far broader than that, right? <laughs> say you have the soul family, which just say is countless millions of souls, right? right? Like you could be my soul family. <clears throat> We've, if we know each other, we are eternally linked. So okay. If you know someone's name, you're eternally linked with them. So when okay. we go back to the non-physical, we'll say, we'll say, oh my God, I can't believe that was you. Right. You know? Oh, funny. So from that picture that your dad was inspired to get right. for you, Hercules inspired your dad to get that for you right before. Okay. This oh, was I the path it. of least resistance, you know. So your dad comes, gets his inspiration to go there, to pick this thing out and to give it to you. And Hercules gave him that inspiration. Hercules and did. that set the path for everything to happen that you would discover Hercules. Right. right? Totally. And maybe looking at that picture every day, did it? Maybe, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then you saw, okay, well, there, I like black dogs for some reason. Maybe Hercules is black on the, that picture, you know. Or whatever kind of breed it was, even though it was a puppy, it helped you align this vibration, which what right. was going to come. So then, when you were ready to get the dog and you saw this dog, it was the easy decision. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's I love. I'm so glad I asked you that. We um, were at a art show and we gravitated towards this one Arthur Jim Holhouse, Arthur artist Jim Holhouse. He's amazing. And he paints these very tropical Florida seeds. And one of them was the Jupiter River, which was way north of where we lived, right? And so it was really pretty though. So we had it in the house the whole time. It's the main thing. Then we lose everything. Then our friends have this house that they're going to move out of so we can rent their house. Right. And their house is on this river. Oh my gosh. That's what we get, right? Oh my gosh. I love it. Yes. I love that. Oh, Gary, this has been so fun. Thank you. I'm going to continue on this Ascension experience. Good. We're not stopping. Good. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Thank you for that. Thank you to Joshua who created it, right? Yeah. It's just, you know, all, it's just like, it's already created and I'm just like a dictation, you know, it just flows out. Yeah. Yeah. And the and books. Then, yeah. Go ahead. The books. And then what? Well, the next one that's coming up is the financial prosperity, which is I'm just finished with week three in that. It's amazing. Oh, neat. Yeah. But you yeah. have to get to alignment first yeah. before this vibration can take you to this next level. Oh, that's I get be- it. So how are you going to do that? So I was listening to the, your podcast the other day. So people will come in and listen to the recordings of the what we've just experienced. You have to do two live. No, we'll have, what will happen is that Thursday coaching call will just be an an overall call of everything. 
So someone okay. will say they might be in the in the alignment section, and we'll talk about that. And someone will be in the in the uh, financial prosperity because then after that, there's 13 of them all together, and the last one's deliberate creation. Right. So anyone will now come in whenever they want to come in. We're starting a new group June 21st. So if you're getting this in time, you can send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Get into that group. It's 297 if you're doing it on your own or 247 if you have a partner. And the partner, how did the partner part work? Really good because it yeah. does an, it's an accountability. And I yeah. actually changed my kid group and had, they have partners now because of that, because yeah. I get the value in that. Yeah. Because right. it's like, you know, even you could get lazy and, you know, oh, I'm not doing my plot or I'll do it later. But, you know, yep. if you have to share it, yeah, you are accountable. And I get on there and, you know, answer those questions. And I, another thing I've noticed too, is not that I'm this amazing elevated soul, but sometimes I know when, when you say, or when Joshua writes out, like, tell me the things that are bad in your life. And, you know, you, you try to look at the negatives and I'm like, well, I can't, cause I know it was for the highest good. And I'm really going to try to write it bad, <laughs> but yeah. I know that it wasn't bad. Cause I now have trained, I, I, you know, I'm, I've elevated my, right. And think about how you were like two years ago, right? It'd be easy to write it down if someone asked yes, you. Yes, exactly. Now it's hard to write it down. Right. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. And you go, oh, actually, you're just lying to yourself, you know? It's like, right. no. No. I can <laughs> see it, you know? Yes, it's no really one, hard. No one who hasn't done this experience can understand how this works because it makes no sense. No. But you, you get into this experience, and at the end of it, it's really hard to be out of alignment, which means it's really hard to see things from a limited perspective and be in fear. And when you do, you totally notice it. And yes. that's the whole key. Oh, such a good, I mean, yeah. to think of what 80 people are doing this right now. <laughs> and you just wonder like the, how, what I love to see is who is attracted to it. When I see the group, you know, oh, I wonder what she, you know, what was in her that drew her to Joshua? You know, I wonder what, and then I remember the day that I just kind of, I think I looked on a podcast cause I'm, you know, if you like this podcast, probably it was, maybe it was Abraham and it had Joshua. I go, oh, I'll try that. And I, honest to God, Gary, I can look back and want to listen to you or listen to Joshua. And it, I've played every single one. There's not one that I haven't played. <laughs> that's what I'm like, gosh, I, I need a new one. When's the next one? But now I get to have live and yeah. that's even better because I yeah. love being in that energy. And it's just the same thing. Words don't teach. It's the experience. And if I could tell anybody that's listening is when you're committed to learning and you're committed to expanding in life and you're committed to growing and, you know, taking your, your soul to the next level and seeing life in this beautiful way from the higher perspective, looking on life, looking at life from here instead of in it, in the fear, you know, and, oh, it's so, such a different way of living. And to be in a place where you're learning it with a group of people, where you're growing together and you can share it with a partner that is true, true expansion, true yeah. ascension, true everything. Like that is where I get excited. Yeah. And so there will be people considering this, like everyone who's hearing this going, well, could I take a course like that? I'm not advanced enough, or it might lead me to be this weird person, or I might, you know, want to get divorced out of it or whatever. <laughs> now we know that those are just thoughts of fear, right? Right. But this is going to radically change the way you look at your life. And with that, your life radically changes. Yes. It's an amazing oh, thing. Huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Just even a, in your marriage, in a partnership, in uh, raising a family, 
with this mindset. It's like, oh my gosh, Ashley, I want to rewind. <laughs> you know, let's go back to having these babies. When I was looking at what's that sweet Christy with her baby today on, yeah. and I thought, oh my gosh, how blessed is that baby, you yeah. know, to yeah. live with his mom that's like in this place now. Oh, yeah. I, love, I love watching. Anyway, okay, we could go on and on, but thank you for the part two. I'm sure there'll be a part three. Once Anytime. We- this is so much fun. See, you know how you know how this is totally aligned with who we are, is that this conversation is effortless and easy, and time goes by like that. Right. Oh, yep. I know. I like to, I go, oh, shoot. It's yeah. already an hour. <laughs> Darn it. <Great>. Okay. Thank <laughs> awesome. you, Gary. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget, always look for the magic.